capturing the executive picture, bringing forth the light that overshadows the days with a thought of inspiration and wind thoughts. The peak is upon us. The growth of change is now what hugs us. Hi, welcome to the Climax. I'm VIP Tevbi. I do hope that you are doing great where you are. The Climax has its sub-programming, which is the natural fragrance of where this show grows. And it's all because of you. It's called Voices of Today. It's an awesome inspiration in just thinking that you're with me and listening where you are. Tonight on... Our show to, uh, at this time will find that we have been looking at different aspects of, of life. One from our previous episode was looking directly at sexual harassment. So depending on where you are in the world, I greet you at that time. Another greatest part that we do have is the surprise of what I told you was the mystery of what is to come. And this is the introduction of an awesome individual. She is one person that I find extremely, extremely talented and colorful. Something she's still yet to discover. But after meeting her, she will be providing more and more surprises because she's great in her own way maybe seeming normal in her eyes but super extraordinary for us i bring to you a sham she'll be joining us here and uh, she will be my co-host every now and then on the climax a sham are you there with me yes hi good wonderful uh, it's it's just an absolute pleasure in having you with us. Um, Asham, could you just give us a general overview of um, who Asham is? Well, uh, good night again, everyone. Uh, Asham is a very, as a VIP has said, a very talented one. Um, she's yet to find out all of her talents. Um, but she is vibrant, more of an extrovert. Um, she loves to listen to music. She loves to, you know, socialize with people, and she likes to listen, understand um, the sides of persons and whatever they have to bring to, it, uh, to the table. And she is just a fun person, you know? So, that's Asham. <laughs> Absolutely <Little> <laughs> All right, so how did the name Asham came about? Well, honestly, it was... I have this friend, um, and he basically nicknames everybody he comes across. <laughs> so, um, one day we were there, and he used to call me Asha at first. And one day he was there, and... He was just messing around with the name, and he just came about um, with the word Asham. 
Asham is uh, it's like what do you say? Like how you have flour, it's like a corn, a granulated corn thing. Um, in Jamaica, I've never seen it before. He was the one who introduced me to it as well, but um, he got the name from there, and then he just like. He just started calling me Asham, Asham. So name just stuck with me. And, you know, I was just doing some little radio voice, voice thingy the other day, you know, messing around. And he, he was listening to it as well. And he was like, Asham should be a radio name. And I said, yeah, that actually sounds good. So I was like, all right, we're going with that name, Asham. So it's from that time until now. All right, so as you grow, I believe that this will be sticking with you. Um, Let me let me just say before I proceed um, that she described with her uh, description of who she is as uh, vibrant, but let's just also say that she's also short. So she <laughs> is bigger than who? Her personality is bigger than <laughs> bigger than um, her, her her height. Um, so the first time I met Sham um, was at um, one of my pre- previous wor- um, workplaces. Um, I saw her, and I just called her Shorty because she was just short. It was just an interesting thing that her character and I just loved her shape. And um, the, beyond that, yeah, I, I know all of y'all over there are like, really? Yes, I'm okay. saying that. And um, I, 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 I took to the personality and then I thought that there's something greater that is to come. Um, we'll hear about this in subsequent casts. <laughs> And okay. we'll be talking some more about that. So, uh, Sham is 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 our um, my other half in terms of voices of today with the climax, our show. So now that you've now met the bigger part of the surprise, I want to bring through um, or, or talk about sexual harassment because if I would go ahead and then speak about it. Um, on my own, it would not be complete without a woman's point of view at all. There's just two genders, and mm-hmm. one can't supersede the other. Mm-hmm. Um, Sham, you've you've been around a lot um, through life and communicating with persons, interacting socially, in public trans trans uh, transportations, um, uh, going from one location to the other. And some form of craziness would take place. Um, in terms of describing what you your take on sexual harassment is, what does what does it mean um, when when you think about it on your end? Well, um, for me, sexual harassment is when one you know explicitly goes ahead try to use any form of bribery um, to get someone to captivate them into performing sexual acts. Mm-hmm. Um, it, in or in Jamaican terms, you know, them just look on like sex 
natural, just the sexual part, you know. Mm-hmm. Somebody just commands touching you wherever. Um, but yes, it is about the sexual part, uh, but also sometimes persons use different stuff, as I said, bribery, um, or any type of thing to lure the person into the act. And um, that's most of what I know about sexual harassment. Uh-huh. Um, and you, you, I, I'd want you to go ahead and elaborate and just speak to our people directly um, as to what this would be defined as in terms of what you felt on your end. Have you experienced that? And tell us more about it, please. <laughs> well, um, experience. Well, yeah, I believe so. If I can remember, um. I have experienced, it's not something I like to speak about, mm-hmm. uh, but I will understand. tell you the story, yes, mm-hmm. yes, um, it was somebody close to me, mm-hmm. which I've honestly, I've never thought, but um, somebody close to me, and uh, you know, this person, I believe I was coming from school one day, and this was the fir- the very first time, very first time that I had some form of intercourse, sexual intercourse. Um, and as well as coming from school one day, you know, went about my merry way. Um, I saw this guy, my friend, and he was like, "Yo, he's gonna go." to his friend's house to get something so he wanted me to come with him so I was like um alright you know fine <laughs> no problem but I was telling him that I couldn't do it at the time because you know Jamaican parents are not easy and expect you to be born by a certain time mm-hmm. right so I was like okay fine I'm gonna follow you to the the, the taxi stand but I can't come with you um Went to the taxi stand, you know, so he was like, um, you know, come with me. And he said, no, we can't come with you. You know, guys are a bit pushy sometimes. So he was like, okay, um, we're not going to take long. We're going to go up there. We just want you to come with me, you know, because we don't really like it. You know, we just want you to come with me. I'm just going to call you and call you and just come back. So I was like, all right, cool. Me being naive, I was like, you know, I trust you. I went to the car, you know, and we went to the friend's house. Um, right there and then, everything happened, you know. I did not want to partake in a sexual act, um, but things friends touching, kissing, and all that, and I was very much uncomfortable with people. And it's really not a nice state to be in. Um, but I couldn't do anything at the time because it was basically like a residential area. So I couldn't do much. Um, so practically that day was, you could say, rape. Um, but um, at the time, my little head, I wasn't thinking about that. Because, um, you know, my friend, I, 
sometimes when your friend do it some or certain things one with your friend, you know, go on really look upon it. Um, until like a after a period of time you say, Oh, you know, see, that really takes place and things you're like, What am I gonna do with that? But um I let it slip on past. Um it wasn't a nice feeling but it happened. I, I, I must ask, um, meanwhile, you've made your statements. Um, I must state um, out there to have other persons also that have been listening in through to me um, <laughs> since my, my, my debut that I perhaps to absolutely and totally unequivocally con- and condemn this sort of um, connotation pushing um, the the provisions of unwanted um, acts to replicate um, some perverse mind view of uh, a fantasy in which an individual may have on another party or parties, male or female, yeah. female, male. Um, and, and, and I stand against it totally. And I must say to you also, um, Asham, along with everyone there that is listening, very, very sorry that you and all of you there that have experienced it um, have gone through this but it is very much real um, to dig in and I must ask these questions I wanted to feel free to just yeah. say um, red light when you think um, this is mm-hmm. uh, just too much and you're not yet ready to speak of that but you will grow the strength to so yeah, you can indicate by That's saying nice. red light um, okay. and I'll be moving through to the next thing Sure. Um, how old were you at this time when all of this took place and was happening? Um, I was, I was in what grade eight. Yes, so at that time I was fourteen. So you were in the eighth grade. You were fourteen years old. Correct. This experience actually, um, just ripped away your 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 your. Um, your your innocence from you, your virginity from you, and all that. All of that, yeah. And um, you do you think that trust is one thing that was highly uh, manipulated, um, not just in your situation, mm-hmm. but also for other situation in creating maybe perhaps acts of, se- of sexual harassment for maybe women and, and males too. Definitely, I definitely do think so, mm-hmm. because um, in order for someone to really, I'd say, pursue an act like that, you'd have to know the person and really trust the person um, before. Um, so the person would have, would must have come into great contact with you, so you must know this person. Um, in most cases, I would say, you must have known this person, and. I both parties, female or male, so they, they do manipulate that trust mm-hmm. for the person, the victim. Um, oh, oh, Asham, you're losing connection there with us. Um, just to have you all know that um, Asham is joining me um, from a live call. She's not at my location. 
um, soon she will be as we are studios raising together we are generously um, spontaneously putting things together to make this not only exciting for you but also creates a sense of urgency in giving you a feel that you need to know and feel more because you don't know what next I'm coming with go ahead and finish that point Yes, as I was saying, um, um, whether female or male, they do manipulate that trust for the victim. And I believe that it, that once you break that trust within someone for you, it's really hard to get them back. Because I can tell you that after that guy had done that, I was unable to trust him unable to even look at him, unable to do anything, you know, with him or um, for him. And the other day, you know, since recently, like a month now, he texted me. What's that a blue? He texted me and he was like, you know, I'm sorry for what happened. And he was just apologizing and he was saying that he knew that the act was wrong and he was naive at the time. But no matter how he had apologized, I can't look at him the same. I mean, I have forgiven him. I've totally forgotten about all of that. And I have no hatred against him or anything. But I just cannot look at him the same way. You understand? So I believe that once somebody manipulates the trust, whatever situation it may be, um, not only sexual act, um, harassment, but whatever situation it may be, once you mani- manipulate a person's trust and you cause that trust to break, there is no turning back. There is no turning back um, to what was um, the person can no longer look at you. So with sexual harassment, um, trust is a big part of 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 it because as I said knowing the person before you'd have to trust them right and them doing that to you is not a nice thing mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, trust would have been there because the person would have most known you and all of that and you'd have most trusted the person, just like how I trusted that guy to follow him and, you know, mm-hmm. just get the thing out come. So, yes. trust would have been, been in, in, in whatever the person is learning, learning to, um, you know, whether it is to give you money, come to their house, buy this, buy that, whatever it is. Trust would have must have been there. So, yes. And um, I must ask, um, are you still traumatized even to this point um, about what has taken place? Um, <laughs> I'm not traumatized, really. Honestly, when, when it happened, I did not know how to feel. Because at that time, I, as I said, I was naive. And you can say love caused me to be blind, quote unquote love. <laughs> um, so I I would not say 
I'd not say that, but um, I'm not traumatized. I just didn't know how to feel it in the act. I didn't. Mm-hmm. In now realizing that that was actually a case of rape, I'm like, wow, I could have actually sent that guy to jail, sued him or something. But, you know, um, I let it slip. Um, I'm not traumatized at all. I just, up to this day, I just still can't understand how everything happened. That's just it. But I'm not traumatized. And I would share this story with anybody because I'm over it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because just to have you, you and also our Climax family out there listening here and around the world, let me just uh, state right there um, that I appreciate all of you joining me from Australia, um, Canada. Um, Dr. Narine, it's my pleasure having you. <laughs> you're being you're being all into me calling you that, but it's it's my pleasure. Looking for greater things from you. Coming back to this um, uh, sham, I, I you not speaking about it. Well, you being able to speak about it, and maybe uh, at that time, were you able to s- tell someone then that this has happened to you? No, you know. I wasn't able because mm-hmm. I myself didn't know what happened, as I said before. Were you able know. to garner the strength to maybe share it with a, a, a family member, a friend, someone you trust that you this is this is what happened? Now Even... let me tell you what happened after that. Mm-hmm. I did not find the strength to tell it anybody. What Were... happened oh. or all my and they wouldn't my family I would say they wouldn't have found out if it wasn't for my or or if it wasn't for me being clumsy being what? you know clumsy um when you say clumsy describe to us what what do you mean when you say clumsy um leaving things open Oh, so you were a bit more absent-minded and you were far outreaching in distance in thoughts. So you were always in deep thoughts and, and, and mostly absent-minded. Is that what you're saying? Well, not not that. Not, not that. Uh-huh. So w- what we want to do is to try to get a clearer picture for our, mm-hmm. our, 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 our listeners to understand. Um, when you're saying that you're being clumsy, is it that um, you tend to break things or not only just leaving things open? Is it that you are just um, leaving things incomplete generally? Well, what I mean by clumsy is that I was leaving leaks for them to figure out what had happened. Um, practically, I left a message open that I thought was sent. Um, you know, back in those times, only Nokia, like a Nokia phone, and I left <laughs> from there. So ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, Ladies and gentlemen, right. those of you that are listening, um, uh, Asham is describing um, for for you of the generation um, Z <laughs> who don't know what a Nokia phone is. It is one of the phones that in in the Jamaican culture it's also called a banger. 
it's a phone that has buttons on it so it's a nokia uh a phone that it, it no it did not have internet on it it didn't have right. facebook anything of that sort it just it's like having a black and white screen with a background lighting and you can see the words mm -hmm. that looked like those um ancient days when jesus and moses was on the earth um uh, fonts on it <laughs> yeah so yeah go ahead right so i thought what had happened is um or was that i thought there was credit because at that time you know credit is the credit to send messages so i saw the message i didn't send but what happened at that time you know when you don't have any credit on the phone if the message will come back saying um the message won't be sent right and so that's what had happened so at the time i thought it was sent it wasn't sent and i it wasn't my phone so you know i had to just use and go use and go so the message came back um saying it has not been sent and so at the time my brother was i would say uh -huh, a bit aggressive and were protective at that time he took up the phone and saw the message that message was being sent to my actual boyfriend at the time and i was telling him about the entire situation that had happened so, you know so my uh -huh. mm -hmm. so my brother took up the phone and and from there it was down still so we want to take this one step at a time ladies and gentlemen remember you're live with us well you, this is pre-recorded um so you're with us on the climax this is voices of today pre-programming the fresh fragrance as we are the fresh cast it's i'm vip tev b you're hearing the voice of a sham um or a newly birth awesomeness uh our, our co-host on the show um now we're, we're speaking about the sexual harassment and it's her big introduction in joining me on the climax now you're saying that your brother was very much overprotective he went ahead and you saw where you had the messages that were uh, not sent um, I want to slow it down just a bit right there and ask you uh -huh. what was the message the entire feel of the message can you summarize this to give us a clear <laughs> picture as to what you were trying to say within the okay. message okay let me see if I can remember um, so again this message was to my then boyfriend so uh, mm -hmm. uh, let me see I was telling him because he knew the guy at the time that I, the guy, um, that everything happened with. Mm -hmm. um, and my boyfriend then, he was living in Mandevo, mm -hmm. another section of Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So to those of you that are listening, it's like another state or province? Province. province. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Province. So I was saying, okay, I said to him, that I had 
I had sex with the guy, but I didn't know, I didn't want to, or something of that sort. And I was telling him that I couldn't, I couldn't call him or anything because at that time they took away my phone and um, I couldn't use my the person's phone at the time to call him or anything. So yeah, it, I can't remember the message in its entirety, but it was around that line. Okay, so that was basically that. Um, I must ask, because I want to ensure that you recognize too that not only because you are a facilitator of our listeners right across the world, um, but I want you also to know that you're extremely safe and secure right here with us on the Climax. The first solution to being absolutely revived into speaking your own truths and gaining further strengths is speaking about what made you feeling uh, felt uncomfortable, what you don't really like, and expressing your emotions. So just to have you know that it also goes to you that are listening from your uh, earbuds, listening through the speakers of your car, or whatever medium you're listening th of, um, th um, uh, to us from. Now, in that time where you described the entire scenario. We're going to get back to your brother um, in just a moment. Uh, responses to it and his, his aggression and also your boyfriend. So we're looking at them each individually. Um, uh -huh. When your phone was being taken away, you say them. Were there more other than that person that was your quote-unquote thought to be a friend back then? Was there another uh -huh. person? at that time? Well, as I said, initially I had my boyfriend who was living in Mandeville. Well, I'm, I'm making reference to the situation where you were um, okay. ill-treated, if I should use that kind of phrase. <laughs> well, no, there wasn't anybody else. So no. he was there and he was bigger than you? Um, well, if you're talking in terms of where you were, there was his friend. His friend was there. Um, but yes, the guy, he's not, in terms of age, I believe he was a year or two older. Okay. But anybody, as you said, I'm sure, so practically everybody's taller than me. And yeah, he was bigger in body, so yeah. So... Um, um, uh, uh, tell me if there is a red flag. You just tell me where, where I should detour or use a yellow light signal. Okay. <laughs> but um, just to have a bit of more clarity, because I feel my, my, my um, all of our listeners are like listening to, and we are we want to know, is it that uh -huh. you were held down? Uh, no, not not really. Held so you were down. more coerced into the action. Yeah, I mean, because I like the guy, right? So, um... Do you mean, like, friend-like or, you know, no, potential No, it was proof? like a light, like, very light, like, deep type of like, 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 we liked each other. And, um, you know, as young teenagers, you like someone just, they had just get giddy and do stuff that you're not supposed to do. 
But, so so um, to those of you in the Maldives and um, to some of you too that are in um, Australia that are listening and not so sure of what we mean in terms of being giddy, um, I must apologize, Hashem, but I have to try to bring sure, a bit of sure, clarification yeah. to it. Um, to be giddy, it's it's being lightheaded to when you see another person just love struck or, you know, f- in the terms of high fantasies and lost mm-hmm. in the infatuation. So mm-hmm. this is what yep. we say giddy is. So you tend to do things on impulse, not thinking about it, and later on you recognize that you might have made a mistake. So this is generally yeah. what giddy is described <laughs> to be. Go ahead. So, um, uh, we were in the room. Um, I was just telling kids that, yo, I just don't want to do it. But at the same time, I was like, we're not going to do it. But you can kiss me. We can hug. That's it. But, you know, I just want to go on and on. So, what in the entire thing caused it to be defined as sexual harassment um, because you'd, you'd have some persons that would be out there um, would want to try to interject to say that was not that was something consensual or, or whatnot um, to your listeners um, we just lost Sham offline we are recapturing her back with us just now um, Sham was giving us the general overview of um, her um, having a situation where um, she was One. totally, you know, molested or sexually harassed um, within a a time frame. We'll be coming back to that in just a moment. Um, we'll be taking just a brief uh, period of um, uh, switching. And we'll be back with you as we reconnect with the sham online, on site, on demand. This is the Climax Voices of Today, VIP TevB, joined with our um, newly introduced uh, co-host, um, who will be joining us here and then, and now and then, Sham. We are discussing sexual harassment. This is part two of the series. This is an awesome place for you to grab something to drink and join me again. Let me thank you so very much for bearing with me. We have recaptured our runaway co-host or host here with us, Asham. She ran away, but she's back with us. <laughs> okay. So the gremlins took I'm her. Back. <laughs> thank you all for your patience and also being with us and growing as we grow. So we were looking at um, Hashem's experience being sexually harassed and she was describing being in the room and it was someone she trusted, someone she liked. And the question was posed just before we lost connection. who else was in the room other than her and that other person? So go ahead and answer that for us. Uh, yes. Um, so his friend, the friend's house that we went to, he 
he was in and out of the room, so he wasn't totally in the room so much. Like he was in uh, out. So, so it was just the three of us at the house. So at the time. he was endorsing the entire activity. Precisely, he was. You know, as guys, guys are gonna definitely boost each other. They, I'd say, hit as they want to call him, fuck on girl or whatever they want to call it. Right, so he was definitely endorsing it. You know, he actually was the one who actually gave the two of us a room. A, you know. a room? Yes, okay. a room. Um, and he closed the door behind him, left us, and that was it. And so it you know, seemed to be something that was planned? Seems to be, I wouldn't say planned for me, but something that was normally done i would say normally done so you you felt like another number right wow. thinking about it now <laughs> yeah wow look at that um in terms of you making descriptions that you had your boyfriend you've never done anything in this regard with him no. And my boyfriend at the time is in Manibus, so, so I hardly got to see him. See him. So we, we wouldn't be able to do any of that, and I wasn't ready for that at that time. Mm-hmm. So, no. <laughs> so you're literally robbed and of your innocence. And in that time, do you feel, uh, had a feeling that you betrayed him in any way? Yes, I did. Because, I mean, I loved my boyfriend. He was amazing. He was always there for me. He spoke with me through everything. And he was just the boyfriend you could ask for, you know, the boyfriend you wanted. And I felt as if, like, you know, after I was like, Jesus, what did I just do? And what just happened, that's why I said I told him immediately after everything had happened. I think I told him like a day after, the next day or so. Because remember, as I said, at the time I didn't really have my phone. So I couldn't tell him immediately. So I think I told him like a day or two after mm-hmm. what had happened. But yeah. But he knew, he knew, he knew the situation came with me on the phone, he knew, so, um, mm-hmm. that was, that was okay. So, I mean, it was a hard time for us, because I couldn't get to speak to him as how I want to. So, basically, but, let, let me yeah. just slow that part down and bring some persons in, because they're saying the phone taken away, where did that came in? Um, so basically what you're saying that your phone was taken away as you were having communications with your uh, boyfriend back then and maybe parents or older sibling did not approve of this being that it's a thought that you're too young for this and this could be leading you into a wrong path. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, this is my question to you as we're going through. In, in all of that, um, when the entire incident took place, um, did this change or alter your personality? For me, I would say no. Mm-hmm. 
So um, you were all normal. You were not out of it or being. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, I was normal. You know, like when you watch some shows and something happens or something happens mm -hmm. to like a girl, for example, this sexual harassment or she gets raped um, and she just doesn't know how to act. She, her function so, is just wrong and everything. And so I wasn't like that. So basically, this was not not just bordering on sexual harassment. This was actual uh, rape and molestation. It put it that way. And and uh, overviewing all of this, when you when you looked at uh, you, the impacts and implications that it would have on your boyfriend, do you think that when? he was getting the information did you think that he would have maybe perhaps was very much sorry for you <laughs> my boyfriend at the time he was very mad he was very very angry About he it. wasn't angry with me because i explained the situation but he was angry at the situation mm -hmm. um, he forgave me because, I mean, he didn't really love somebody and he totally loved me. Um, so, I mean, he was angry at the situation. He was angry with me. So, I, I have to ask this, because this came to mind earlier on, and I'm backtracking just a tad bit. In that moment when all of this was happening, and the, you know, it's called the lead on, I'd, I'd quotation uh -huh. it to be, um, after the, you know, the, I think this is where regular people would, would believe this is a lead on stage after the kissing and whatnot. Okay. Is it that you gave into the entire activity and you 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 contributed to the act? Well, yes, I definitely will I just that, yes. So Because um uh -huh. Go ahead. I was just fed up, you know. Because at the moment we we were both in a Hello. Um, ladies and gentlemen, and um, those of you that are here, we're speaking with Asham, the co-host of the Climax Voices of Today. Um, she is describing what took place. Um, we we're, we're losing a bit of connection with, with um Asham here. Asham, are you there with me? We're, she is within a distance away and uh, we're having a bit of breaking that are taking place um, but nevertheless we are holding strong that we don't lose her as before Asham are you there? I'm here wonderful thank goodness okay. we're hearing you um, I believe the world at large uh, is actually putting lots of hands and feet together applauding in every way they can that you <laughs> didn't lose you <laughs> alright so Yes, so you were saying that, yes, you, you would have contributed to it because you were just absolutely just, you just gave in because you just couldn't bother to fight anymore. Yeah, I, I you know, um, uh, we weren't there in the room and she was touching me and I was like, yo, I don't want to go that far. So we'll just leave it right there. Are you saying then, because there would be those that would be out there, I wouldn't say they're pessimistic, but they'd be concerned mm -hmm. in some way to suggest 
that if you are contributing to it and then you allow this to happen, because these are some uh -huh. words that they would say, they would say, that is not called rape or anything. You, you wanted right. it. Where, is it that you're saying that all of this touching and all of this set on, as it would okay. be described, did not, um, you know, arouse you in any way? It did not. It did not one bit. <laughs> not one bit. Because but I never wanted it. would say it's someone that you liked. Yes, but I did not like the act. I wasn't for the act at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I just really wanted to get up and go home. And I was there telling him, you need to bring me home. I just want to go home. You know, let's just go because I don't want to be doing this. And he still insisted. He still pushed through with it and all of that. But I was not aroused. I wasn't because I... And, and anybody would know that when a girl is aroused because she likes what she's seeing and what she's having, you know. And she wants it. You understand? It, it's, it's not a one-sided thing. It has to be both sides when somebody... Um, come, when two persons come together to um, agree on, you know, mm -hmm. a sexual act. So I wasn't, I wasn't aroused at all. Not for it at all. Um, we, we definitely understand that. In terms of getting back to, um, we're going to be looking at your brother and your boyfriend in just a moment. Um, but especially with the boyfriend, was it that? Do you feel as if he? had some sort of maybe preconceived notion, maybe in the back of your mind, maybe said or maybe unsaid, that he was trying to blame you that this took place or maybe suggested that you might not be so truthful and it's something that you wanted and then you covered it up or anything of that sort? Well, well you know, <laughs> as I said, my boyfriend really loved me. Um, I, I told him exactly what happened because I didn't hide anything from him and funny enough I thought he would actually attack me and say you know put it as my fault and all of that which I definitely thought it was because if I, if I had not um, followed him in the first place the guy in the first place then I wouldn't have ended up in the situation mm -hmm. right but funny enough, my boyfriend, he wasn't um, pinpointing me. He wasn't attacking me. He was angry and most, like, he was angry mostly at the guy, you mm. know. That um, this took place. In yeah. regards <laughs> to your family and your brother discovering some things that took place, um, what were their general aura and feeling um, towards you like and behavior pattern towards you like well my family I I almost fought my brother for because, well it was well it was the day or two days after you know after everything had happened He, you know, he was being like my father at the time because I didn't really have a father. Mm -hmm. My father doesn't really, you know, so, yeah. So he was trying to be like my father. Mm -hmm. 
is like, you know, when he found out, he's like, make sure you come over early from school. Don't stop anywhere. So it was and just extra controlling and overly Yeah, protective. so, right. So he was just trying to control me and everything. So I remember the day after everything happened, I came home. That, that day, normally I always follow my friends. And we always, you know, go in town and do stuff. We just shop and stuff. So I went in town. She went to get food. So I went with her. And um, I was a bit... He, he practically gave me a curfew, quote-unquote, to say. So, for example, he said, don't be home after four. You know, be home before that. So I was like, okay. You know, um... Came home after four, and you know I was just taking things easy. To be honest, I was trying to trying not to overthink, just trying to breathe and all of that. And came home that day, and he started to to reel and created a big out of nothing, you know. You just, why are you home to me? Where were you? What were you doing? I'm like, I am not about to have this conversation with you. And if you don't believe me, you can call my friend because he'd be my friend at the time. Um, like, if, if, if you don't believe where I was, call her and she will tell you that I was with her. You know, and he started going on and brought up back everything. You know, and we almost, we were in a brawl and almost started fighting. My grandparents, you know, kept in that, had to back up that thing. Because honestly, I wasn't going to back down. So, to all of you there, this is a continuation. We did lose um, Ashley a second, um, but she's still here with us. So yeah, so yeah, so you said you weren't going to back down, and uh, you were going to uh, defend your rights and your views. Um, this is my question to you, um, in regards to all of that. Do you believe that most persons that would have uh, gone through s- uh, abuse or sexual harassment? Do you think that generally persons maybe in their circle as friends or people who are actually caring do not know how to handle the situation? You said friends and family? Yes. Um, yes, I would say yes. And do you believe that persons who um, have gone through the abuse and all that the persons that are looking on, maybe loved ones, we'll describe them as, are not equipped and understand the entire process of how to communicate, relate, and treat a person who have gone through this. Because sometimes they're thinking that they are helping, but they're actually making the problem actually worse by being maybe... Yeah. Okay. Definitely, because, like, for me... I'll know my family, they don't even know the story. <laughs> they just they just heard this is what they just heard. And they start judging. I followed that guy and we had sex. That's it. 
that's what that's what they heard. Okay. They understand they they don't want to know or they don't care to know what happened in between what was going on. So definitely, yeah, that 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 will happen. Do you think that you um, perhaps were not the first girl who was not only coerced but um, driven, forced into the activity of sexual relations, um, maybe by someone they had lots of trust with? Because it's like and a normal it has thing been for before. Men Right, it's a normal thing. That's very much... Because we have had heard stories of persons maybe even giving women alcohol, maybe bringing them out, um, giving them um, um, some sort of la- uh, drugs or um, okay. alcohol and getting them high then because of their... Um, inability to control their entire environment and become self-conscious, lure them into sexual activities, take advantage of them, and um, believe that it's a good night. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so these are some things that we looked at. Let me ask you, in terms of for your boyfriend, what was the impacts and the implications upon the relationship? After all of that, and he claimed that he believed what uh, took place and was angry, and he showed his care and his anger against um, the, 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 the guy that um, did this to you. <laughs> to be honest, there was, like, there was no change. There was no formal implication no with implication. my boyfriend. He, he loved me even more, I guess. I can say. <laughs> Do you? Um, mm-hmm, go ahead. Yeah, he was. He was practically here all all the time, all year. Nothing changed. Do you think that it, um, in regards to all of this, do you think in any way that this impacted on your views on men, in in general sense? Definitely. Definitely. Um, How so? Please tell us. Yes. Um, as we stated before, trust is a big issue, is uh, a big part in our relationship. I trusted that guy enough to go somewhere I didn't know where I was going, you know, with him. I trusted him. And he broke that trust when all of that happened. Now, after that had happened, I mean, it was hard for me to really 
look at him differently and then it caused it 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 made it even harder to look at other guys because I'm like you know what if another guy does the same thing are all guys like this should i trust all guys that i come across um cuz i don't want to end up in the same situation i don't want to go back there because it was a nice experience and so it caused me to look at guys like you know i wonder if men all men are really like that you know they just want to lure like lure girls into their habitat and whatever and just do whatever or or are there you know other guys who have meaning and are not so heartless so my views did change for guys yeah mm-hmm. um question to you in regards to this um did this entire experience change your mind, your drive towards sex, or your needs, or perhaps possible desire to have sex when it comes on to a man in it all? Um, at first, I would, I think at first, yes. As initially, as I said, I was 14. I, I wasn't even thinking about having sex then, honestly, because you know, growing up in Christianity and definitely my belief and even if I didn't grow up in Christianity I still wouldn't think to do it at that time. So yeah, being a Christian and all of that religion, I was not looking forward to doing that at that time. And not even a long time after that. So um mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. like yeah so gen- yeah. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen uh, uh sham is with us describing here with us on the climax the entire implications through um now coming out as a big bang um, as our own co-host right here on the Climax, uh, the voices of today, sub-programming the fresh fragrance as I, your fresh cast, the VIP Tevbi, facilitates this entire enthrall of beauty that comes from a soul that has had a lot of uh, changes and views within life and is still shining as gold wherever you are remember 100 percent that despite what you've been through and the challenges you are still awesome so asham we continue to look at this all right so Mm -hmm. yes um so at first i wasn't thinking of really having sexual intercourse with anyone Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to for a good while because of what happened. Um, after that, I mean, everything was okay. I mean, I forgot about the entire situation. I forgave the guy. I felt normal again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, other guys came along. And, uh, you know, when you really like someone and love them, um, you'll go to like a dream or do what's fitted as anything for them. So, I mean, now I'm quite fine. I don't have a problem. There is no form of hindrance 
so yeah I'm good because now. some w- women have, have had conversations with um, women who have stated uh-huh. they became lesbians or right um, right yeah were turned away from it because of terrible experiences with men which I'm, I'm just so sorry about that <laughs> you know, these Same. level of tragic activities took place which um, absolutely messed up their views towards um, a free and open-minded life where they can relax and become their own selves and because of this it changed their entire perspective and I, we're not right. here to judge any of you that are listening we're here to share your views and give you a voice to speak um, the brilliant John Legend spoke about conversations within the dark continue to talk the strength of you once again is displayed when you speak out now in regards to this that took place Hashem, do you think that perhaps persons that carry out these type of acts, any could be victims or is a victim, why they would do that? Uh, based on, I can't say for myself, I've never really come across somebody like that, but based on articles, based on mm-hmm. okay. movies. I so. would say yes. There are certain persons out there that have been victims themselves. Mm-hmm. So now they use that to replicate, um, right? To replicate or to push what they were going through. So mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I mean, children live what they learn. <laughs> I, I can, I would say. So, and some people too, they find that. They use that as um, a way to get back at the person, I would say. Or they use it as a way to express how they're feeling. And they think, well, that's what I was brought up um, into, so I believe that's what I should do to somebody else. And so, yeah. That is a brilliant point that you brought out. As I said, that this is a brilliant point that you brought out, where you're saying um, some of these persons that are cre- are, are, are victimizing others is it, it might possibly be a way of them expressing how they're feeling and getting back at the other person and this um, releasing and expressing their emotion. Um, I was doing a bit of a study about uh, uh, criminology and um, how criminal minds would think, especially persons who perhaps become serial killers or rapists and things of that sort, um, where they have faced dramatically, terribly, absolutely devastating horrors um, in terms of um, trauma and molestation, rape, abuse, uh-huh. and uh, in doing uh, uh, themselves, uh, they think it's like a, a release of that emotion is affecting someone else or harming them. And right. It creates a sort of internal vibe or calm that it is a semi-revenge towards whoever did them wrong. I stated on the first cast, as I was fresh casting it um, early about sexual harassment and the implications where I was doing the monotones and I played um, some awesome um, 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 interludes of song where 
I stated, hurt people hurt people. And it's very much clear. Persons that have been hurt, someone good comes into their lives, they hurt them. Then that person goes out and uh, the other person that they hurt goes out and take that hurt with them, bring it into another relationship, hurt uh -huh. another person. Yeah. And it becomes a cycle of hurt. And then it just explodes and it is a cycle of hurt that continues on. And then it, there's just this one person that is able to forgive and maybe try to break the cycle, but it's something that continues. Right. Um, and I, once again, I say it to you that are listening, and you also, Sham, I must truly apologize on behalf of those persons who have done so, so much of a tragic, tragic act towards you. In terms of general harassment, you find that there is, uh, I, I made this uh, descriptions on the, the, that first cast in, re in, in regards to this sexual harassment topic of um, it becoming connotations, glances, um, statements, suggestions that are made, maybe in the workplace, some sort of sexual uh, uh, allusion to the conversation that glides off. Um, certain slippings of, 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 of phrases and statements uh, making it become an environment becoming very highly sexualated and uncomfortable for another person. So the sexual harassment can move to molestation as you described here, but it also can be a first-hand level of sexual harassment, um, not feeling comfortable with someone grabbing a woman's bottom or a woman grabbing a man's man. Right, right. Part. I've had myself had issues with with, with that um, where women would, would 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 do things and make me feel uncomfortable. Uh -huh. um, I'm I'm not really interested in you doing that. I've never had any sort of issues um, with the other gender. I I I I, I wouldn't want to think of that happening um, at all. Um, but right. beyond this entire thing, you know, harassment is something quite terrible when you're thinking you don't want this person, you don't want to be in this position, but you're backed into a corner and you're forced into um, activities or, or you're forced into feeling improper the way you, you um, the other person is right. making you feel and creating mm -hmm. an energy into the room that you're in. It's a, it's a right. dastardly thing. Mm -hmm. So when I'm looking at it, you know, in, in the, the Caribbean, um, you know, I, I've had uh, friends with which are in Trinidad too and different places would refer to how um, a bit of sexual harassment would take place in terms of for women. In Jamaica, the men would start saying things to women, walking them down, um, saying rude things to them that a woman would not want them to want to be done to them. Men telling a woman what he wants to do to another woman sexually and mm -hmm. all of these things and describing their body parts and things that they would do to them graphically. Um, these things too are considered as sexual harassment and right. reviewing the entire thing. I must ask, Sham, have you ever experienced anything of this sort after that uh, most tragic uh, experience that you had? Well, for physic in terms of physicality, um, not no, I I don't believe so. But in terms of it being verbal, yes, because you know, I for example, I 
going down and I'm just like a regular person, regular person and you know just shirts and a, not shirts, sorry, pants and a shirt. I can't wear shirts out of my house. But um pants and a shirt, socks or slippers, whatever it may be, right? I go downtown, baby, you know, saying nice. You can't make me a talk. You can't, you can't make me go out. All of them stuff there. And, you know, Jamaican men have a tendency to do that. They might not realize that it is sexual. It might be sexual harassment. But that is actually sexual harassment. You're just doing it verbally. <laughs> you know, um, how they want to touch you and your body nice. And they would do things to you. And it's... It happened, so yes, I've been faced with that. And uh, I've also spoken to other persons, um, not only in, from Jamaica but in different places of the world. Um, if it's not so outrightly uh, dastardly, persons have fa- faced this too, even in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, and and persons uh, w- w- would be walking around women, and the the the, the, the glances and. Uh, right. Improper behavior and, and statements that are stated to them um, makes them feel bad. So, well, I just want to put it out there to you women out there around the world. Not all Jamaican men are like that. Um, right. <laughs> but there are those that are just unable to be a real man. And, you know, we would have to mm-hmm. look at it on another fresh cast to speak uh-huh. about how a woman wants to be treated, how they want to be approached, how they want to be uh, spoken to. A woman does not know you. Don't try to make her feel in, in uncomfortable. Um, women are emotional beings who thrive upon their importance being felt and their respect being given to them. And uh, most men generally, even in, in, in the United States, too, do not know this. It is something where it, it, it's not taught in school. It's not a part of subjects or uh, degrees or courses to suggest to you that this is how you should speak to a woman if you want to have somebody in your life to romance right. or whatever. That's how right. it, it's not something that's taught. So I think it's some sort of a, a ritualistic behavior that has been uh, captured by those that are going out and um, seeing what another man does and maybe in the view of getting someone, it continues. One of the other things I wonder to myself is, and I must ask, do you believe that some of the, uh, some women too are also, um, or a contributor to why men behave in this way or a cause to this? Well, definitely, for the type of dressing that's happening in today's world. What about not speaking out also? What are your thoughts on this? Maybe they like it. Do you think some women like that? I mean, I guess everybody has their own differences. Uh So, definitely do believe that there are some women who actually like the attention when guys call to them, you know, make them feel really good about themselves. Mm-hmm. Make them feel sexy and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. But I also do believe that women tend to draw men to them based on how they dress. You know, most times it's how they dress. 
But sometimes some women just look good. Them put her in a regular shirt, regular pants, they just look good. Right? And you can't blame women for just looking good. But there are some women who definitely draw attention to themselves and have some exotic dressing, <laughs> I would say. Um, right? So, yeah. All right. So wanna, we want to bring it close to the uh, uh, evolution of the sexual harassment. And let me say, uh, Sham, it's absolutely brilliant in you bringing your points through to us. I want to state one last thing, though, that just the same as how you have freedom of speech, I believe, too, okay. that you have freedom of dressing along with that. There's some things True. that I personally True. wouldn't approve of. But um, I believe, too, that a woman has the right to walk and feel as if she has a place right. in the world. And um, overviewing the entire thing, I, I do think, too, that sometimes the, the, the connotations are also being uh, stamped on them based on the reactions to it, them liking it and also the dressing right. which entices men see with their eyes. No all persons <laughs> would see with their hearts so right. I, I would say that too but by no means am i saying that it's your fault women that this is happening it's just something that we need to put a cap on and stop it and um, regulate this level of behavior it's unacceptable it, it would have led to some uh, you know experiences in what asham has had these things must be spoken strongly about that you as a man must know this is not to be done. You are right. not to have a woman in a compromising position that she is not comfortable in and still feel that it's your right or your freedom to continue on to do what you feel you want to do in her presence. I absolutely condemn it. It aggravates me to the core and I strongly speak about it if you're out there and you're hearing my voice and you have engaged in these activities i besought you now i embellish you to stop it if you know someone that does these things speak to them stop it it's not right these two are against the law yes it is against the law the next thing it's just morally wrong and you think about your child, your family, right. someone you love who is of the female gender going through this level of discomfort. It's absolutely terrible. Um, these words I le leave for Asham to bring forth her thoughts. <laughs> right. Um, in closing, I will say anybody that has been through what I've been through or worse, at least consult um, or speak with somebody who you're comfortable with, you know, who you confide in. It's best to really speak about your feelings and what your thoughts are and how you feel. Um, because truth and in fact, we're, we're humans and what we do might not affect us now, in the moment, but later down, you're like, hey, it's because of this why I'm like this, you know, I'm affected. I personally wasn't 
I I I didn't change up in much of anyway. I say, um, but seek help. Help is there if you realize that someone is harassing you sexually. Um, whether it be known. Whether it be verbally done or physically done, sorry, yeah. Um, let somebody know before it, it goes too far. Trust me, because it's not, it's really not nice to be in the position. Let somebody know before it gets too far and um, deal with the matter as quickly as possible. You know, and take care of, your, take care of yourself and do what needs to be done. We are all going through what we're going through. Somebody is better than anybody and you need to understand that we'll definitely get through it all. So, yes, those are my feedback. International style. The climax of VIP TFB a sham is online. Captivating your ear, your heart, and your very soul. Voices of Today is where you'd find the peace. And you're reaching the peak. Here it comes. It's the climax. And this is the place where you ought to be. Remember, your executive day begins here. Asham, I gotta thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Most of you all are out there listening in and you're saying, wow. There is more to come, and trust me, her voice is coming through strongly, and um, yeah. it's just it's just awesome being with you. <laughs> um, it, you know, I cannot do this show without including a voice of a woman. I believe that the balance is 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 great, and the freedom of fairness in speech is awesome. And diversity is great also. So you ain't gonna just be hearing my voice bringing through to you these strong thoughts and phrases that will be le relentlessly left in your mind. Asham will be leaving words too and coming through just when I'm not here around or at that point just hosting and bringing through the climax because it's for us. The climax belongs to all of us. I might have orchestrated the climax and brought it through to life and it's a baby of mine but there is so much more to come we'll be having lots of conversations um, you know perhaps taking it out uh, onto the street speaking to some people that you've never heard before we want to look at some topics that you've never thought of and just go spontaneous so Look out for the next thing. Remember, the Climax of VIP Tevbi can be found right there on Facebook.com slash The Climax with VIP Tevbi. You can capture me too on Instagram at VIP Tevbi. Just look for me there. That's V-I-P-T-E-V-B. I'm also on Twitter. You can jump on and we'll be expanding our reach right across the different platforms. Uh, Sham, go ahead and provide your... Uh, your, your 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 level of chain links for us. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys can reach me on Instagram um, at Bing 
underscore B slash B I N G underscore B E E two um on Twitter I am Asham. <laughs> you can look for me there if you don't find How me. How do you spell your Asham though? Asham, that's A S H A M as in Mary. That's beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, you might be young too, but listen, this is your place to be. We thank you so very much. Have a great one. And remember, you're awesome. And always find us at the peak. This is the Climax.